Hello, my brothers and sisters. As has become our practice, let's pray. Father, I pray. We pray in agreement with you as well as with one another, making petitions and requests to you with thanksgiving that you will bless your sons and daughters who listen to the messages through the podcast that I believe you've given me. Father, may they be blessed and prosper in all they do according to your word and your will. I pray and petition you, Father, that they and their families will walk in divine health and that their days upon the earth will be long and fruitful. We pray in agreement for Mandy Williams, Missy, as well as my great niece, along with the young woman whom I love like a granddaughter, and so many others, young and old, who are under physical, mental, as well as emotional and spiritual attacks. Let them all know you as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our God who heals. We ask again, Father, that they would all walk in divine health and free from pain, whether that pain is physical, emotional, or psychological. Also, Father, we thank you that you continue to allow us to see your faithfulness on behalf of others, Sister Peggy's mothers, and so many more whose behalf you have moved so mightily. And we thank you for others who are seeing and experiencing you as Jehovah Rapha. I petition you, O Lord, that we would all hear your voice clearly and concisely, and that all we put our hands to will be blessed according to your word and your will. I pray and make request to you, Father, that my family, as well as each and every one of your sons and daughters who are listening, along with their families, will walk in covenant with you all the days of their lives. May their covenant blessings with you be generational to the thousand generation, Jesus, should you tarry. I make these requests petitioning you, Father, with thanksgiving in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As many of you know, in the past two episodes, we've talked about the stones that have been blocking our way. However, as our Father has been ministering to us through this three-part series entitled, God is Moving What's Been Blocking Your Way, He wants us to understand that He is removing, erasing, even separating us from those things that have been placed so strategically with the intent to stop and block our paths from becoming and receiving all that our Father has ordained. The enemy has placed obstacles directly before us that would hinder our progress from being used for the intents and purposes that God has appointed us for from the beginning. Our Father has decreed that we are to be one with him as well as to be used by him to anoint the body of Christ. That is, to pour out the anointing, the oil that he has poured into us upon those who are still being blocked and hindered by the enemy. Unfortunately, there are still many with stones in their ways that are stopping, blocking, and bringing to a halt their God-assigned task. 
But hear the word of the Lord. According to Philippians 1, we must be confident in knowing that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God will not stop what he has started in you and for you. No matter how difficult or exhausting your life might be, God is still able. As Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 18, what is impossible? with man is possible with God. No matter what the enemy has done, no matter how he has tried to manipulate your life, your finances, your family, jobs, marriages, education, and even your relationship with the Father, God will do what needs to be done to remove what's been stopping your development and progress in him. However, in order for these obstacles to be removed, we ourselves must face them. We must be open and completely honest about them. We know the stones are there, but do we know why? Do we know for our part what we may have done or allowed for these stones to play such a major part in our lives? For the three women who went to the tomb of Jesus, the stone they thought they would be facing had nothing to do with their own decisions, actions, or choices. It was a societal thing. It was basically a part of the culture and customs of those times. Stones were always placed at the entrance of a tomb. As said in one of the earlier episodes, this was for the purpose of not allowing animals, or other things to get in the tombs in order to desecrate the bodies. And of course, we know that in the case of Jesus Christ, his tomb was not only to stop things from getting in, but also to stop him from getting out. Although these women's minds, hearts, and thoughts were on their assignments, which was to anoint the body of Christ, yet they were being distracted by thoughts of what already had been done. And so it is with many of us. We are so distracted and so worried, so afraid of what's supposed to happen, what we think will happen without realizing that God has already taken care of it. These women were being preoccupied with thinking of what they were going to do about the stone. For some of us, our stones have been issues that have caused huge distractions, diversions and obstructions brought on by societal issues and cultures. Other interruptions have been because of our own flesh as well as the enemy. There have been stones that have been rolled into place and are blocking us because of our own choices and decisions. And still for others, there has been only what could be deemed not as a distraction or disturbance, but actually as a disinterest or even sin. And finally, they are those who may have had an interest in doing what they were tasked to do, but not adequately prepared and equipped for their assignments. Their foundations or early teachings did not develop them sufficiently, whether through their own faults or the faults of others. Teachers, pastors, parents, and leaders could have easily been a part of an individual's failure in accomplishing the work that God had designated them for. 
It's no less with someone who wants to be a scientist or even an astronaut. But somewhere along the way, in the early grades, they didn't learn multiplication and division well enough to get them to where they needed to be. So therefore, algebra, geometry, and calculus were out of the question. Perhaps these subjects were missed due to absence from school or teachers who didn't teach adequately. Maybe at that foundational level, someone just wasn't interested enough or not paying enough attention so certain elements were missed. However, one way or the other, things were not taken in that caused individuals not to be able to achieve those skills that would bring them into the colleges or universities that would have enabled them to move on to what they had wanted for their lives. Not having those basic foundation abilities became the stone that blocked them from achieving their intended goals and desires. Right now, they may be doing okay in life. In fact, they might be doing what some would consider as pretty good. But because of what was missed or overlooked at the foundation at the very beginning, they never achieve their full potential. It can be that way for Christians as well in their walk with the Father. Many have desired to have powerful ministries and accomplish wonderful things for God. They may have known deep within that our Father had great things in store for them to do, but now their Christian walk is only mediocre. They may make it into the kingdom, but unfortunately, they'll receive no great rewards. Not only will they miss their rewards, but many of those whom they had been assigned to lead to salvation will be missing. Somehow, somewhere, at some point along the way, because something was missed in their foundations, the souls they had been assigned to bring in are also missing. Maybe it was the lessons they needed in character development teachings on honor, integrity, and morals. It might have been lessons on increasing the fruit of the spirit or even in spiritual warfare. Perhaps some priest, pastor, teacher, or leader inadequately or even wrongly prepared their followers for the task that God had ordained for them. In the foundational years of one's Christian walk, certain important elements must have been left out. They were missed neglected, or even rejected. They may have been teachers, leaders, and pastors who had no vision for certain ones in their flocks. It's not that they couldn't, but that they wouldn't see them the way that God saw them. So they refused to pour into them what they would need to grow and develop accordingly. However, whatever it was, if one doesn't receive all that's intended for them from the beginning, it can become a blockage, a hindrance, a, the very stone that stops them from becoming and achieving all that God had proposed for their lives. It can very well be the stone that will not only hinder their ministries and accomplishments, but will even block their very relationships with the Father. That doesn't mean that God can't or won't use them. However, it does mean that they will never achieve all that they could have or all that God intended for them.
even to the negative, atrocious things that may have occurred in a person's young life. If not handled correctly and used accordingly, it can become the stone that will block. Certain things that some may take for granted and handle so easily can be the stone that will block others. Not learning to handle money properly and honestly or how to be a good parent, husband, or wife will not only be a stone in an individual's life, but also in the lives of their children and mates. These types of things will block a person's life and hinder the lives of those they love. But let's remember the earthquake. According to Matthew 28 verse 2, it wasn't just an earthquake, it was a violent one. An earthquake is defined as any sudden shaking of the ground caused by the passage of seismic waves through the earth's rocks. What are rocks? They're stones. God will do whatever is necessary. He will literally shake things up and move things around you and just for you in order for the rocks, the very stones in your life to get up out of your way. He can and will do this because of who and what we are to him. He will do this because of the way he has ordained for us to be used by him. The earthquake for the women occurred when the angel of the Lord moved back the stone. God will send people, things, opportunities, finances, and whatever else is needed into our lives to shake things up and move things around on our behalf. When he deems it necessary, when God sees stones that are blocking our way to him, he'll send what and whoever he chooses to shake it up. That includes our lives, our finances, marriages, families, jobs, communities, and yes, even our nation. God will shake things up for you, and if necessary, he'll shake some things up through you. But how can God use you as an individual to shake up someone else's life? It's because it's what we're each ordained and called to do. I guarantee you, when you lead someone else into the kingdom of God, their lives will never be the same again. Let God use you to be the earthquake in someone else's life. Let him use you to shake them, stir them, and break the stronghold that the enemy has on them. Allow our Father to use you to be the one to remove the stone that's hindering someone else from receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's called the great commission. When the angel told the women to go and tell the disciples to go to the mountain in Galilee, it was for a reason. It wasn't for Jesus to say goodbye or to see them one last time. It wasn't even to prove that he was still alive and had risen. The entire purpose of having the disciples to meet Jesus in Galilee was to give them what he's given us, the great commission. What did Jesus say to them? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Stones. 
no matter what they're made of or where they come from or the reason that they're there, they must not stop us from completing what God has called us to do. What we must do is fulfill the great commission. We must understand that God is not going to tell us to go somewhere or do something and then allow something or someone to block our way and keep us from completing our task. The only thing or person that can be successful in stopping us is us. We are the only ones with the power to stop what God has ordained for us. And that power comes through disobedience. But for those of us who truly love him, who truly want to obey him with our whole hearts and our whole souls, will not disobey. But we will accept the great commission that we have been given to bring souls into the kingdom of God. Don't let the stones in your life stop and hinder you from what God has ordained for you to fulfill. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.